Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. How y'all doing? It's the producer at Brothers Comic. This is the OG Secret Wars podcast. Part five. Again, I am your host, the producer. Got a few people on the line tonight. Uh, who's on the line? Sandman again. Back again. Sandman's on the line. He's been with us for all five parts. Welcome, Sandman. Who else is on the line? What's up, my muties? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. What's up, my muties? Uh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't listen to the who can say the N-word, but I'm pretty sure I can't. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely at the list at the top of not being able to see it, but you're mutant euphemism for sure. Uh, I sing for myself when I sing Dr. Dre. So yeah, to be honest with you. I thought you'd be more like Michael uh Michael Bolton in office space oh, yeah. when you're around black folks. <laughs> no, I, I I do cross the street. Duly noted. Uh, so, yeah, we're uh, wrapping up the Secret Wars podcast, OG, uh, with part five, the last two issues. Um, if you've been with us or you've listened in the archives, um, we kind of walked step by step. It kind of started out as, you know, kind of as a, um, a reaction to the new Secret Wars ending. And it started out as something to review, and then it's kind of turned into, um, you know, the diversity of the 80s in comic book writing, uh, especially with people of color and women, and us just kind of, you know, making fun of it, but reminiscing at the same time. You know, as a whole, as I finished the series um, this week, you know, it, it still holds up over time. I mean, there are some hokey 80s versions and parts of the of the whole series. But for the most part, it does hold off. Uh, you know, as we finish up, what do you think, uh, Brother Beaver, as a, as a whole, as having read it again? Yeah, I think, you know, I picked up a lot more. I think when I read it, you know, when, back in the day, I was much more focused on, like, kind of the events and the hero matchups. And, um, you know, I think here we've been in the last, you know, the, the two previous and now the last two is really about the whole story, which is kind of like, the fallacy of man trying to become God as we see the beholder and Dr. Doom pan out here. So, you know, I think that there's, there's a little, there's a lot more kind of going on with the story than I probably picked up when, in 1984 or whatever. Um, but, so, you know, the battles and, and kind of the, the classic scenes stuff, I think still stand up. I mean, we have been killing this series. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy it. I have enjoyed reading it again. Uh, we've been fairly harsh, but I think that's just the nature of, of, of being nerds. So, yeah, I, no, agreed. I think that's part of it. But like I said, I think a portion of it is reading it in our, you know, orties that it's like, man, that reads kind of funny now. And, you know, you you it's, it's fun to kind of make fun of it, but as a general umbrella, you know, under the umbrella, it's still a fairly significant series in terms of what it laid out for the future. 
And, you know, again, there's still significant events in this series that have played out, you know, 30-some-odd years later. What do you think, Sam, man? Yeah, I agree with uh, basically what you guys have already said. Is um, um, I believe the last time I actually read this, I believe it was, probably was like 18 or 19 right after high school uh, when I first uh, uh, acquired the rest of the uh, issues. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that we notice now that was completely over my head back then that, you know, I really didn't notice as much with all the shoots and uh, gollies and and whatnot and uh, little things that you kind of miss when you're younger that uh, you kind of like when you're an adult, you kind of like, whoa, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, uh, later on. But uh, it does still hold up over time. I still enjoyed it pretty much just as much as I ever did back then. So that's the mark of a good series. Right. Yeah, agreed. So at the end of issue 10, Doom has finally asserted the powers from Galactus first and then the Beyonder, and he finally appears before the heroes in giant form, and then once he raises his power in, gets himself down. And you have that, that's an awesome cover for issue 11, you know, with Doom standing there, you know, with his, uh, yeah. what's, <laughs> what's with that his, with his armor. rum, the Captain, I'm going to say Captain Jack, but I'm thinking of that rum, uh, with his Captain Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> What's Captain the name Morgan, of that, yeah. bro? Captain Morgan. Yeah. Captain, yeah, Captain Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, Captain Morgan stands on and everybody's kind of looking up at his, you know, faces, a gate or mouth of gate looking at him. Uh, but uh, once again, um, and so we're starting early. Check out the look <laughs> on Iron Man's face on the cover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it. Uh, it might have some some buckwheat in it. That's all. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anywho, so as we turn the page and the, the issue is called into dust to dust, uh, you see Doom there. His first uh, act of of being a god is that he fixes the space. Uh, you know, it's his big vanity point in all the books for the history of Doom. It always has been, and still to a point, it always it, it still is. And I told you I'm reading the um, the new Invincible Iron Man, and after post Secret Wars, you know he did fix his face again, even with his godlike power. So it's still an issue. But he's letting the heroes know that he took the bond Beyonder's power. They're not sure if they can trust him. He's looking at him. Spider Man's spider sense isn't tingling, so he trusts him. And Xavier can't read him. You know his aura, man. His aura. That shit was. <laughs> <laughs> like Rick James, it was orange, man. His aura, he, can't read, he can't see any malice in his aura. Um, and so everybody's just there kind of waiting for him to attack them, but he doesn't. You know, he's just beginning to uh, essentially monologue um, everything that has happened, you know, from taking the power from Galactus and then fighting the Beyonder and taking his power there, too. And then the the scrum bums, as Gary likes to call them, or Sandman likes to call them, <laughs> are off to the side looking at this whole situation with Doom talking to the heroes and thinking essentially that he sold them out. And he kind of did. but He did. Yeah, he did. He kind of sold them out. Um, and now they're deciding what they are going to do. And this whole process with, again, I'm going to try to get it right, with Owen Reese, not Owen Wilson, with Owen Reese, um, <laughs> You know, essentially, become you know, not recognizing how powerful he is, and it's taking Doom to figure to help him understand how powerful he is. So even though he takes Doom out to a certain area, he's going to show him what he can do. 
doom schools him on, like, look, this is how powerful you can be, and he removes whatever psychic block that he had from being whoever he could be as, as a villain. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. Anybody notice the scene between Titania and uh, the Absorbing Man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the the one that was down from Spider-Man, man. Yeah, she, she's yeah. still recovering from that beatdown, which was, was that two issues ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he put that whooping on her, you know, one yeah. of Spider-Man's many superheroic moments in the in the series. Yeah, he is invincible. Um, so, yeah, so we have this whole long thing about Doom showing him his powers and what he can do and what he can't do. And then, you know, now he's woke, so to speak, and um, he makes this decision that they're going to do something, and they get into this. I saw that ship there when they're flying off. It looks like the barge in, from Jabba's Palace. Where, um, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> where, uh, the, the, you know, uh, Luke rescues everybody from Jabba's Palace and Jedi. And in the process of transporting everybody to different spots, when he transported Doom, he transported the heroes far away. And now the heroes have to get back to Doom Base. Uh, the other base had been destroyed in the last battle. So they're occupying Doom Base. And so um, we got another one of those scenes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> lesson. Yeah, we got people that can fly and that are strong. Now, what was Rogue's strength in Marvel superheroes? Incredible? Maybe? Or it was it amazing? It was something like well, that. Maybe. She has a... It might have been amazing, yeah. He's pretty damn Which is, strong. It was like right? 50 tons, right? Yeah. He's pretty strong, and so is Thor. He, he's pretty strong. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Unearthly. Unearthly, yep. right. Right. Um, Who could we get to carry everybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To carry everybody. I um, mean, everybody in there, too. Everybody. Uh hmm. Well, and, and, and look, and mind you now, where's Storm? Cause she can fly, right? Yep. And Captain yeah, Marvel was about to ask. Yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel too. Yeah. So, um, well, no, Captain Marvel still. Oh, that's right. Oh, she's still frozen. frozen. Yeah, she's that's still right. in light form. Um, Big Hot said he's in the chat. He said it's um, up, he, she had amazing strength. So, ah, um, right, right. I yeah, think that's higher than Iron Man. Well, I, well, he said it's amazing was up to fifty tons. Maybe he wasn't implying that it was um, uh, that was her strength. It's incredible or amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But but the point being is that when they found that they needed somebody to carry everybody, um, they chose Rogue. Just <laughs> you know, whatever, man. I'm just saying again, it's one of those things, intentional or unintentional. Um, after a while, like, you know, a coincidence ain't a coincidence. You know, it's a pattern. And I I, I, I feel safe in saying that a lot of this is totally intentional. Um, but, again, not in a not a not enjoy the series type of thing, just one of those, hmm, now that I'm seeing this, that's kind of weird. So um, they get back to Doom Base. They got to, you know, figure out what they're going to do. They're not really sure what to do with Doom and how they're going to do it. We get uh, Brother Beavis's favorite thing of comic books in the 80s, a flashback about what has happened, and it takes him <laughs> all the way back to issue one. Yeah, uh, is that necessary to go all the way back? Well, <laughs> that far? Yeah. They had to stretch it out. 
Um, and it gets us all the way to the, you know, where the moment where he takes the Beyonder's power. Um, and then now we get uh, Hulk, who is definitely losing his religion and the control with Banner, um, that everything is, all he wants to do is smash somebody and smash this and smash that. And he, I mean, he's absolutely losing it. Um, and it's, you know, going to pay off actually after Secret Wars. Uh, and then we shift back to, um, what's it, Volcano's apartment? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a funny looking, yeah, funny scene yeah, with all the villains apartment. in the apartment. Yeah, in the yeah. Denver suburb that the Beyonder took out, um, and everybody's there kind of just deciding what they are going to do or how they're going to do it. Um, and Owen, God, I want to say Owen Wilson so bad. Owen Reese, Molecule Man, is going to make this decision that he is going to use his newfound unchecked powers to pull out the suburb and then fly themselves home, um, no matter how many millions or billions of light years they are away from home. Um, And that's what he does, and that's it. And they take off from the whole planet, which shucks up the whole other planet where Doom and them see, or Mr. Fantastic and them see her leave, or see the spot leaving, and it's going, and that's it for our villains. We don't get them back on do, on battle, battle World anymore or Battle Planet anymore. And that's the other thing, too, as I was reading this. I'm like, um, this could have been like Star Trek, the last, the voyage home, man, because <laughs> <laughs> is there a payoff for this, like, later on? Like, I mean, we know they make it back, but does anybody remember reading how they got back? Um, I have no idea. I've always questioned that, even on um, the initial reading. um I never, they never, yeah, I never heard anything of like how they got back. Was Does he have the ability to warp them home or just, you know, well, I, I, I never heard anything on, about it. Later on, I think Dr. Octopus gets pissed off and, um, and he, cause he's like, we're never going to get home at this rate. And Molecule Man implies that he's just learning how to do these things and he's getting better at it. And they will eventually be going fast enough that it would be a, a reasonable travel time. I think that's how they settle it. They don't ever, they don't ever give anything more to the story. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's just a, a cheap write-off to get them off of the off of battle plan so people would stop asking about it. Um, yeah, that's what it seems like. <laughs> just get them off. Uh, it's not a part of the story anymore. Um, so now they're thinking in the morning they're going to uh, – everybody needs to get some sleep, and we'll, you know, we'll deal with this doom thing in the morning. Uh, and now we're getting back to Cuckoo Colossus. Um, uh, again, we've been killing him too, but he deserves it. Maybe the series doesn't deserve it nearly as much as the how Colossus is written in this entire series. Um, yeah, he's all, yeah. yeah, he's all in his feels about Zazi. Um and even though that the world could be doomed tomorrow, uh, he can't imagine his life without Zazi anymore. Um, so he winds up taking a transport to go back to the village. Meanwhile, as he's going out, there's a little yellow fleck of light going into Doom Base. Um, it's sort of amazing so, to me that Colossus is even a storyline in this because he's he's really a vanilla character. Uh, he's yeah, it's not the, the most interesting X-Men, and he's got a lot of screen time. Yeah, if you read the story, it's definitely a strange kind of a, a subplot <laughs> that's going on. Makes you wonder why they why they did it. Of all characters, like you just said, uh, Brother Beavis of the Colossus of all characters, it's uh, a strange subplot. 
And I wonder, like, how much the original, like, the regular writing teams, how much influence they had on these storylines. If it was like, hey, we're doing this crossover. Oh, I wanted to do this. Can you sneak this in there? Can you sneak that in? Like the, you know, Spider-Man costume change, breaking up Colossus and Kitty Pride, you know, all those things. I I wonder how much of that, you know, the actual creative teams had to do with it. Yeah. Or they just want to deal with it after. Right. I mean, I guess we'll deal with those, the backwards one first. They probably could have come up with a different way to break up Colossus and Kitty Pride. Um, because yeah. and I, I referenced this when Zazie made her first appearance. I referenced that issue of um, Uncanny where the bar fight between Juggernaut and Colossus after they get back, like, you know, where Colossus is still in his feels about it and he gets beat up from Juggernaut, you know, because he, you know, he hurt Kitty and, you know, all that. I mean, they could have broken him up any number of ways. I'm not sure why this was the way to do it, to give Colossus, you know, again, as you said, screen time, a lot of screen time. A lot of screen time, Especially like this. And even after that, and I I tried to read a couple of those issues after that, too. I mean, his character doesn't really make that big of a a change, really, um, in his, his, not his his appearance, in his demeanor or whatever. I mean, he doesn't really change, actually, really, until almost after um, the mutant massacre. That's kind of when he changes a, a little bit more, like his yeah. character develops a little more, and that's almost some odd 30, 40 year issues later. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Uh, but again, so the speck of light heads in, uh, and it winds up in occupying um, the Hulk's brain. Like Hulk can't get a bed, y'all, for real. <laughs> yeah, he's straight lying on the floor, like really. Even the dog, like a in the in the corner, like a dog, man. <laughs> All that technology, they can't get a bed for the Hulk, really. Um, so we all know what that little speck of light is, so we won't spoil it for everybody. But the speck mm-hmm. has him up, and he has him kind of lumbering around. He comes in contact with the new Spider-Woman, who's got great legs, by the way. And um, <laughs> she um, she's trying to get him out of to wake him up out of his slumber, but she can't. Uh, she weaves a uh, um, Like a, a web. web. Yeah. yeah, out of her butt, essentially. Um, <laughs> kind of a weird-looking picture there where you see her kind of squatting and doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a strange, yeah, yeah. Well, that is where spider making. webs come from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think they ever explain that. Yeah, don't, man, probably don't need or want to know either. Um, yeah, yeah, they're right. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, she weaves that, he gets caught in it, and he's strong. He still breaks through it, or actually doesn't break through it. And then as she's turning around, he gives her the smush face, as Big Hush likes to call it, and smushes <laughs> her face into the wall. And then the yellow spirit of life dips into her, into Spider Woman. And now she's got the sleepwalk, and she walks into Doom's face, where he still has all of his equipment set up for when he took the power from Galactus. Uh, and yeah. we see that Captain Marvel is still there, still in. Uh, light form. Frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just take some kind of general leaps here, um, I guess just for time and space. You know, uh, she's there. She goes over to Claw. There's a big screen. And, you know, she's explaining the story. And she's like, well, Doom came in, and I saw him. And then he came and took Claw. And then he wrote this thing on the board. I'm like, what? Like, Wait, what? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, did I miss something? That was, do you think that actually happened, or that was just implied, Brother Beavis? Uh, well, I think they're just trying to capitalize on the she's out of it. And so she, 
Maybe they're trying to project the disorientation she feels from being possessed by the beholder on the reader. Yeah. So I got you right. Yeah, because <laughs> of comics. Yeah, because <laughs> of comics. Exactly. Um, and so she gets in. She explains to all the heroes what happened. We, leave, we see Doom's note in the sky. Uh, Doom gets points off for uh, too much capitalization. Uh, <laughs> no commas. <laughs> no punctuation. He did leave punctuation, though. That was the part that got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he left the period. <laughs> I was reading it today. I was like, man. That's yeah, that's kind of, that is extra, funny. That should have been more of an exclamation <laughs> point as opposed to a period. Uh, you know, because that's really not more of a, that was more of an exclamation as opposed to a statement. So. I wonder. I wonder when the whoever the artist or the anchor when they made that, where they really <laughs> did they really think about, about that yeah. putting well, that. <laughs> That's pretty funny if you think about it. Yeah. So anyway, they say that he has to go. They have to go to Doom Tower, and they're like, "What tower?" And then they see this huge tower that um, that's hundreds of miles away. I think they said. And I think isn't that one of the toys that they had, Brother Beavis? Yeah, uh, I don't know that it looked really? like that, but Doom's Tower was one of the sets. Yeah, yeah, I bet it didn't look like that. <laughs> and yeah. I only know that from recent internet searching. I didn't have an internet search. Yeah, I unfortunately. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, had we had it, we would have opened it, so it wouldn't have mattered. But two. Yep. You know, ain't we're rocking. We're, we're we're both rocking thirteen, fourteen at this time here ourselves. Yeah. Um, I, I I had to keep my uh, doll playing hidden at that point in time. Uh, you know. I, was, I, was, I still had all my action figures, but I was playing wrestling with them at that point in time. But hiding it, like, I couldn't let nobody know because that's bitch-ass behavior at 13. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough time. Huh? That was a tough time. It was a tough time. Well, you know, there, wasn't, <laughs> there were no girls around, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if those two, two, two data points are connected. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hey girl, you wanna come over and play rock and roll with the Greedo's the world champ, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of makes sense looking <laughs> back now, doesn't it? Yeah. Him and Hammerhead about to have a no bar, a cage bar. Okay. So anyway, so um, Doom is. Constantly talking about trying to keep his power under control. He's so worried about it, like, seeping out of him. You know, if I fall asleep, if I, I fart, if I do anything, like, all the reality can be, just, you know, destroyed by anything that I do. Um, and, you know, Kang, or Kang, sorry, uh, Sam, uh, Claw is Coming up, in full flunky mode. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he, he doesn't want to fall asleep. Uh Claw is, you know, kind of watching over him to see that these things don't happen. Um, and then we go back to the village, the Zazi's village um, now. Uh, uh, he's making his move. He's making yeah, his he's move. Yeah, he's making his move. Yeah. Where did you get flowers at night, nigga? For real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I didn't even think about that. Well, did, he, did he swing by the, you know, the grocery store and pick them up in the Denver suburb? Well, no, it's already Yeah, but apparently, they, yeah, they got a CVS apparently around the neighborhood yeah. somewhere over there. So he went and picked up some, uh, 
about, I don't know, man. So I guess some Mexicans would sell some flowers on the road when he stopped his uh his 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 transport to get back to her her side of the world. Um, and then he goes in and absolutely confesses his love in a John Hughes type of way <laughs> here. Like had he walked out there with a boombox raised over his head, it probably would have made more sense. Um, I mean, he really lays it on thick to somebody who can't understand a word that he's saying. But he lays it but on. She man. knows. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, I love you. Um, and I'm assuming they smash here. When it goes to another panel later on, you get the impression that they did. But yeah, um, they all look confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 finally got it in. Um, finally. And he's been waiting a while, but he finally got it in. Um, yeah. And then now, you kind of re- yeah. yeah, you kind of relieved that yeah. at last because we tired of hearing about you know him yeah. bitching about it. So damn, do something about and it. And then, and then I don't know what kind of timing this is, or it's like the God, you know, God building the world in seven days. But Cap was like, hey, we all need to go to bed, you know, and get ready for tomorrow. And they're like, 18 hours later, I'm like, God damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> a full day, damn near, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, at man. That is like, a, you just slept for a day almost. Um, and so the X-Men are looking for Colossus, and everybody knows where he went. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he whooped. Oh, you back. He's whooped. Hey! <laughs> you a payphone? I'm not. I'm not wasting freaking money on no stanky payphone. I'd be impressed if you could find a damn payphone. Yeah, you. That right is here. a. That would be a superpower. There ain't any left. <laughs> yeah. Time travel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm not gonna ask how you finally got in here, then. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and Big Hush is on the line, y'all. We welcome him back uh, from the. From the the abyss, of, uh, <laughs> I had to do some Mephisto time. Yeah, Mephisto. Yeah, the abyss of ill communications, uh, <laughs> the bottom of the ocean, from off of milk cartons. Uh, he's back. So yes, uh, yeah. yes, I've I've been listening to you fight with the Star Wars man for wrestling. Yes, wonderful, <laughs> great. <laughs> Quality stuff, like always. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't confirm or deny that. I, I I'm just saying that might have been for entertainment purposes only. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, anywho, all right. So um, so Nightcrawler gets a ton of dialogue for sure for him. Um, and of course mm. he doesn't know where he's at, you know. And uh, Wolverine's line is, "He ain't here, Nightcrawler, but I know where he went." You mean you heard? How can you be so faithless to poor Katya? And then Wolverine gives his uh, definition of love, which is basically like, shit, I don't know, man. She messing with his head and got him all turned out, essentially. Um, you got to wonder, like, is that, you know, you that's probably Colossus' first time in getting some nifty, right? Yeah. And they all up in his business, too, by the way, you know? Yeah, I think we hope it, it, it is they because all. they were then a 14-year-old if it wasn't. Yeah. What were you saying, Big Hush? I probably lost Uh, Big Hush. Yeah. He's gone. What were you saying? I'm here. I'm saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, Wolverine, 
he been messing around with chicks for 200 years. I know he's been unfaithful at least once or twice. <laughs> yeah, no joke. How, how many times has he been trying to get with Jean Grey behind Cyclops' back? And he talking in front of house. in front of Cyclops. In front of Cyclops' oh, yeah. back, yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, this stuff is hanging out basically. Right. Yeah. 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 He a so he, so all of a sudden, he's the right. He's the moral compass of the team. Well, he says he says going with what feels right is no loss of honor. So he's trying to defend his own tactics. He's like, hey, it, it feels right to me. So yeah. sorry, Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. well, I, like, I, I like his slut same in line at the end. He was like, it's a standard part of her facial care. <laughs> 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 That's the right. Yeah. Mm. All right. So how about, I'm gonna. I'm going to give you these pills, and I need you to uh, stay off your feet, and I'm going to take you All right, anything else? All right, good. We'll see you in two weeks. Um, so, and then after explaining to the professor, I wish they had shown that the professor's face, like, frontal on that instead of the back of his head, because you know it had to just be, like, completely full of shame. Like, we're going to break. I had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> but I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So everybody, you know, the gang's all here and they're getting ready to go to Doom Base. Uh and and once they get there, Claw meets them and again, uh Doom has to explain to them, you know, what's going on. I you know, I can't fart, I can't snap my fingers, I can't do anything. There all this power that I'm controlling right now is going to uh you know, destroy everybody, and then he brings back Sandman's favorite character to life, to Kane. Oh, no. He not only brings God. him back to life, then he transports him off, like, because they don't want any other villains on Battle Planet, and he transports him back to wherever he's supposed to come from. So, Kang is such a no pawn. So, Sandman, where on the doll did, did Kang touch you? Help us understand I, where his rage comes from. I just, I, I hate his costume, and he's a damn scrub as a villain. So he just yeah, wanted him cast. It just bothers his, 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 his costume is pretty terrible. His 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 thigh high boot is scrub. <laughs> I will say, like on on the animated uh, Avengers, uh, Worst Earth's Mightiest Hero, they actually kind of redeem Kang. He's kind of a yeah. Much better villain on that if y'all have ever seen it. So right. I hate him in this book, but they did do better by him <laughs> in um, recent years, at least. Yeah, and I think I brought up on that that Avengers Forever by Phil Dusick, and I think that was Carlos Pacheco. Um, he um, kind of reestablished the character too, and gave him a little bit more um, backstory. Something. Yeah, a little yeah. more. I mean, you know, they gave him making him a little bit more. Uh, of substance, the character. Um, right, but, right. And now Doom has told them, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, you know, I'm going to entertain you people one more time, but don't bother me no more. Leave me alone, let me do my thing. Um, and He went full Trump on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, and then, uh, for whatever, for Nightcrawler, forever concerned about Kitty Pride. He ain't brought her up at no other time, but now he's all concerned about Kitty. And then not only that, Nightcrawler's concern is, like, hey, man, maybe we can get us home. You know, maybe the world is going to be destroyed. Hey, maybe they can find Kitty's dragon, Lockheed. No, oh, because yeah. Kitty's available now. She, now, what age was she? I think was she like 12, 13. 13? Maybe 14? Yeah. And, and Colossus is what, 17, 18? 
Uh, yeah, I think if not true. older. Yeah. I mean, but Franklin Richards has been four since 1965, so it's going to be like 30 years of publication before she's legal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but in Russia, that's probably normal. So. Oh, man. <laughs> that ain't cool, man. Ah, uh, the truth saying. never is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so yeah, Nightcrawler finally gets dialogue, and he's worried about Lockheed, who is by far one of the worst things about the X Men in the '80s. I couldn't stand that dragon. I wanted it to die every single time I wanted a group to eat it. Um, <laughs> that, that's your that king. That's your king, huh? That, yeah. It, that dragon saved him at least two or three times I can remember, which is awful. Yeah, yeah awful. Yeah, um, awful. So Doom gives them their marching orders, like, uh, yeah, we read you. Talio, we're we're leaving. And then everybody's walking out again. Uh, Xavier can't read that aura. Uh, he cannot get through uh, anything. He brings up the aura again, by the way, the Rick James aura. Doom's Rick James aura negates my <laughs> telepathic powers. I can't throw these guys. Yeah, and then there's a funny line where Cap is counting everybody on the heads like he's on a goddamn field trip. 
he's dude's been trying to get his mother's soul for the, like the last forty years. Yeah, it's like an on on really ongoing plot with Doom. Right. Um, I think he's I think he's had audience with Mephisto at least three or four times. Yeah. Uh, I think she's still I think she's still there. Yeah. He's continued. Right. Well, in the the relaunch here post New Secret Wars. Um, he's all about his mysticism. He's not in his armor anymore. He's only using, like, sorcery and magic. Um, and he's also, at least in appearances, trying to be a good guy, air quotation marks. Um, he's completely out of the armor. His face is fixed. Um, obviously, nobody trusts him at all, naturally. Um, he's, all, he's all sorcery and uh, mysticism. Um, so, you know, and it's funny because a lot of this stuff, again, 30-some-odd years later, is still playing itself out. Obviously, if they ran a whole new Secret War series where Doom becomes a god of a world, a battle planet, and all of this stuff plays out again, and really they're just playing their, you know, their greatest hits, just that, you know, a different band is playing. It's like the uh, world's greatest cover band, because all they're doing is retelling a story that was told 30 years ago. Um, so anyway, That's what Marvel and DC have been doing for the last 20 years, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I see much. another Batman year one, or... Yeah, 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 whatever. Well, you missed on the, I don't know if you were on for the, the DC Rebirth thing that's happening here uh, coming mm-hmm. up where DC is relaunching everything post-52. Uh, and we're going to have, like, bi-weekly titles and all. It, it's just, DC is a mess, by the way. Um, but, again, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to go there. That's a whole other podcast. Um, anywho, uh Spider Woman wasn't in the bathroom. She wasn't stuck. She didn't. She didn't get lost from her her uh, bus buddy. She was laying in the cut, trying to use her secret yellow power to get close to Kang. Dang yellow power. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did, did Spider Woman do anything in this series? This is basically it, ain't it? For the most part, we haven't even seen her. For the most part, it's just I mean, oh, she. Bad. I mean, she just kind of popped up and. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that was yeah, basically that yeah. was her. Did they ever even saves, explain her backstory? Like, yeah. She saves the yeah. thing from the absorbing man in the big hero villain battle, and I think that's like the first fight she's in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Talking through it. <laughs> yeah, that's about mm. it. Yeah, not a lot. So yeah, you see this scene where Captain America is just you know chilling, and Doom is chilling too, and he's just talking about you know what he's going to do and what my plans are and you know after that we've got to go watch some antique road show and I mean it really just kind of <laughs> has a real conversation it's not you know it's nothing you know and there's nothing threatening about it on either side uh, he's like hey dog I, sorry your mom's in, in hell and stuff I mean that's no stuff yeah that's no stuff man yeah it's, <laughs> 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 it's almost like a scene where it would be better if they was smoking a joint, like, word, man, your mom is in fucking, with the devil? <laughs> and that's like, uh. <laughs> so, they, um, they depart, the, uh, the villains depart, which, when I look at that ship there, a second there, I thought it looked like the Blackbird, but it's not. Um, uh, and so, we shift back to uh, Zazie and, and Peter, or Colossus, and it's just young love all over the place. Um, and so they're out under the trees and in the meadows or whatever. And then Professor X, who is a uh, unearthly cock blocker, 
and, I, and unapologetic of it too. Yeah, unearthly shot blocking man. Um, Justin <laughs> and gets in Colossus' head, and he's like, "Go away, Professor." Can you see that look on his face? <laughs> he was like, "Go away, Professor." I was just about to tell her how much I hate sand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been chasing this chick for uh, almost 12 issues now, and he's finally scoring, and what happens? Yeah. <laughs> Professor X. Yeah, father figure. That, I mean, yeah, you fi- bald head father figure in your brain. Man, hit the hit the bricks. I'm trying to get some love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it exactly. And seriously, he can get in Colossus' mind, right? So he, he can make that 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 telepathic call to him. So that also means he could probably read his mind. He couldn't give that nigga 15 minutes of smash and splash and go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what's so important? I mean, they, he yeah. rushed, rushing back to this meeting they having, basically, yeah. which is the next panel I'm kind of giving away. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Right. Get that brother sometime. I'm like, you know, Colossus could be like, you know what, I want to end up like Iceman. Man. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen how he turned out. <laughs> current Ice Man, you mean? Oh, current yeah, Ice. current Ice Man. Current Ice Man, come on, man. Jeez. Well, they get around the last supper table. We have uh, Mac- Beat Boy Magneto stance there. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. He's always mm-hmm. off the side in his Beat Boy stance. They can't even get him a seat at the table, which is terrible. Um, I think the, mm-hmm. I think him and the thing might be battling. Because the thing he's got to play with him. He's got the spit bars. Yeah, the Hawk is over there, too. He ain't got the table here. Um, so the Colossus get a table playing. Sorry, ass Colossus. Anyway, so they make sure to on what they're going to do, you know, and they have to say it has to be a unanimous decision on what they're going to do with Doom. Like, you know, people are like, well, is he going to attack us? We should attack him. You know, he's got these powers. We don't know what we're going to do. You know, Captain America says it has to be a universal. Like everybody has to agree. Um, you know, he 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 pleads his case. Fantastic Four are always on each other's side. They never go any other direction. Uh, the Avengers. Well, they do. In what way? And well, you in later episodes, what's uh, Mrs. Fantastic and Mr. Fantastic be going at it a lot? Well, I'm talking about in this though. But uh, in this, in, the well, in this, right? In, in the in the Secret Wars, then yeah, they're all on the yeah, they're yeah, all together, united. Yeah. And then the uh, the Avengers, who are again led by Wasp, but not really. Um, all vote <laughs> yes, uh, you know, or I if you're Thor. And then we get some uh, some classic uh, James Rhodes dialogue there. Uh, <laughs> show me the heads, man. Show me the heads, man. Iron Man or crack them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, head cracker. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, you know, I'm with I'm with you, She Hawk. Let's go for it. Good old old Hawkeye, but somebody please help me make some arrows first. And he got he's talking about stopping heads. Alright. <laughs> and then the two spider people, they're like, sure, you know, what we're gonna do. And then the Hawk who I mean even the way they're drawing him, you can tell that he's kinda out of sorts there. He kind of looks like a short bus Hulk on that panel there. He's like, who could know better than the Hulk? The danger of too much power. I say fight. But his eyes is all cockeyed, man. Like, he really looks all messed up. <laughs> so the X-Men then, they're, um, you know, deciding on what they're going to do. And then Storm is like, I speak for myself. But I say the same thing you did. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah. We must fight. Storm speaks for herself. But I believe that this is the only choice is to resist these maps. Yeah. And then, yeah, they speak for everybody. Um, everybody says yes. Even Rogue gets some dialogue. She says, I agree. So that's something for her. And she gets about, well, then she had a long thought box there when she was trying to decide what she was going to do. And you see uh, B-Boy Mexico is still there, ready to spit about, you know, 46 bars. Um, <laughs> and then everybody turns to Colossus. And, again, what you're bringing up, Brother Beatles, is like, man, Colossus is, like, very important in this whole series. It's kind of weird that they put him at that point. Uh, there's still B-Boy Colossus, or Magneto, by the way, still standing there. Arms are folded. And, you know, he's, you know, kind of not sure. He professes his love in a bitch-like fashion to everybody there. I kind of could wish they had drawn, like, a long panel we could see everybody's eye roll. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no joke. Like, what, dude? Man, you a bitch. Like, I'm no, I know Rhodey thinking it. Um, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, he can't, he can't decide what he's going to do. I don't know. He's crying. You know, it kind of looks like Namor, actually, there, the way they uh, they did his hair. Um, yeah, he got a, yeah, that big widow's peak going on. All these years. years. Yeah. And then, um, you know, out of the blue, and Captain, like, kind of calls his shot, and he goes out of the blue, and then there's this big lightning bolt that strikes, and, you know, that's the end of issue 11. Yeah, um, he's like, if what we do that? this, we might get blown up. Yeah. Well, all right, let's do it. <laughs> they get blown up. <laughs> you could have been like, Michael, Michael and the captain been like, look, we could either do this or maybe Doom could put some big titty white women here. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, though. He called for a lightning bolt, and that's what he got. So, boom. So that's the end. Issue 11, we go to issue 12, it's after the Big Bang. A great cover, too, by the way, um, uh, with Doom looking up, victorious. Uh, very, very good cover. And the title is um, Nothing to Fear. Um, so Doom Base has been destroyed. Um, now, if you look at the, at the end of issue 11 on that page, you know, when you see them get blown up there, I mean, they're blown into smithereens. So the smithereens, yeah, it was that <laughs> That's a wow. Yeah. And I kind of remember reading that back then, too. I was like, man, they, like, literally blew them up, like, into pieces. Um, and then it opens with Cap's shield being broken, uh, which, you know, will get a payoff here at the end of the issue. Um, but, you know, it goes back to, to Zazi again. You know, she's been the healer of all these things, and she fears the worst, as it says, and heads off to the village to try to help them. We go back to Doom base, and Doom is there, you know, again, trying to control his power. Let me rein it back in, son. And, uh, you know, he says that they're all dead. He reins his power back in, and, you know, he, again, he has to constantly keep explaining to himself. And I don't know if he's convincing himself or convincing Claw or whoever he's trying to convince that my power is so powerful that I'm too powerful. And I think he sees it and recognizes it, you know, from the start. Um, but, you know, Claw is, again, his manservant, and, you know, he's just kind of going through the motions of waiting for what's going to happen next. And then we get back into the nothingness of space uh, as Owen Reese, I really have to think about that every time I have to say it, 
Owen Reed <laughs> and all of the people are there. Now there's your boy Thunderball on the ground reading the book. You said he was the smartest of the bunch of them. <laughs> I'm saying. Now it looked like he might be reading the phone book though. But I mean, well, to be honest, Absorbent Man is kind of like a hog in the couch. So what the brothers? Yeah. To do? Well, and uh, the record looks kind of bored too. Was just sitting there, but I mean, I don't know. But it's just to this thing with um, Enchantress and pulling an elemental out of the bathtub. Um, and, you know, the elemental explains to her everything that's going on since that elemental was in contact with all the other elementals over every different galaxy or whatnot. We get a good flashback with uh, Brother Beavis there about everything that has happened up to that point. Um, and then we get this lightweight pornographic shot of the elemental with her face down, ass up in the bathtub. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I remember that when I was a kid, too, by the way. Um, but I was like, what in the world? I'm looking at it now. Can you see the crack in her ass? <laughs> well, yeah, that was a, kind of a much bigger deal back in the like, 84, 85. Yeah. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. She explains to him every, or she explains to Enchantress everything that's going on, and she also explains to her like, look, you know, the Beyonder's not dead. He's very close to Doom. He's just waiting for his opportunity to strike. Absorber man's got to drop off a deuce in the toilet. He's like, hey, what you doing in there? (laughs) 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 And so, and then. You know, lizard. He can't, you know, keep the dog in the house for too long. Which I don't understand why they're all hanging out in the apartment. If you enclose the whole thing, you're in a whole Denver suburb. You could have just like, you know, take lizard out for a walk. I mean, you know, I'm not sure why. And even the lizard is beating up the wrecking crew. Um, The lizard, (laughs) big hutch's favorite. Yeah, the lizard, big hutch's favorite. Terrible. Uh, (laughs) Terrible. Man, but the lizard got that thing for the ladies, man. The wasp was trying to help him, and now Volcano's trying to help him, too. So, I mean, he, he got something. Those ladies must like scaly dudes. And uh, <laughs> how did they say about the size of a lizard's tail, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I, like I said, if I could have helped it, he definitely would be on my – he would have never made it to the battle planet. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and Doctor Octopus are pretty terrible. Um, they're all There's terrible. A, it's super terrible. Well, I, this this little stretch here, you know, not just for the fact that it's going to recap, but the fact that they just like summon this whole new thing that we've never heard about that they could have done back in issue one, and reveal the whole story like we should have known. I mean, this is pretty heavy-handed, pretty poor storytelling in my mind. You mean the elemental stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> gotta tell everybody what happened, you know. Would have gotten away with Call. it. Or, this, know, this was a double yeah. issue, right? Um, um I don't know. Um, I thought this was, a, was this bigger than a normal epi- oh. issue, maybe? Yeah, it was a dollar. The other ones were 75 cents. Yeah, it is oh, a dollar. Okay, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it was a little, so they needed to extend it. I mean, and you got to uh, imagine that at a point they, you know, I mean, these people never write these things with the, the end point totally in mind. They know how they want to end it, but how they get to that point, I think after a while, like, oh, shit, we need to include this too. Mm-hmm. But all the stuff that's going on with 
um, molecule man and all this stuff is really kind of pointless too. Uh, you know, it's just kind of filler because, like I said, yeah. we never really get an ending point on, okay, so they're just like stuck in the abyss of space and Dr. Octopus is right. Like, we billions of years from home. You might be able to build a portal to get us back, but they don't give us that that finish where all these people get dropped back into their Denver suburb, you know, and where the hell are you going to put that, like right back in its space, I guess? You know, and how would the Earth respond to a whole big 600-square-mile part <laughs> of it being lifted out of it, by the way? Yeah, like, they didn't exactly um, point on that. Yeah, so he going to fix that too? Um, but anywho, so all that's going on. The Enchantress calls on uh, Volcana because the blood uh, promise that she made when she transported Owen Wilson. Oh, damn it. There it is. Owen. Yeah, Molecule Man. Transported Molecule Man to her after Wolverine is uh, flashing. And she's basically trying to, I'm going to absorb your life essence so I can get myself back to Asgard. Um, and as she's doing that, she's like constantly always body shaming this chick, man, like forever. Like with your enormous body, your job is something else here, man. Like, uh, your massive stuff. I was like, man, she is forever killing her on her body. And like we said on the other podcast, like, what's wrong with her body? She thick. She thick, but that's yeah. it. Uh, Chance was just a biatch. That's all that is. Yeah. Let's kind of side brother topic here for a second. Uh, knowing who I have on the line here, I know where I'm going with it. Uh, what do y'all think of that Ashley Graham on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I mean, I don't think I've, uh, I don't think I've seen it. I am not outraged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in. I'm in. Now, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm fully in. Uh, I'm. Sh- 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 what? Uh, if you got a problem with that and you can't get down with that, this is, that's a you problem. I don't know what. Well, this is the '80s, though. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. This is the '80s, though. Yeah, I understand. I mean, but it's even this time too. I mean, you know that Cheryl T's tried to fat shame her too, and I don't, I don't understand. Again, again, if some dude, you know, lady too, but some dude like I can't get down with her. I don't know why people like her. That's a you issue. Um, you got problems. So, anyway, that's the side of the topic. So, anyway, uh, the Enchantress, she gets transported back to battle, battle World. She takes the life essence out of the lizard as her transport back to Asgard, and then now she's gone too. Boom. So, we get rid of her. And then I don't think, do we even hear ever again from the uh, from the the people on the Denver suburb? I think that was it. Like, we I think that was back to them. Yeah, they're... Yeah, there's just no no conclusion to that part of the story at all. And so now Dune... Just, we just gave Disney an ideal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a Netflix show. Like, what happened to them? They can all decide how they're going to make it back. Um, and then Dune wakes up from one of his... He can't take naps. And, I, and Brother Beavis, you brought this up on the last podcast. And... I, I'm still confused about it, you know, and again, because comics. Do you think this actually happened? Like, no. Dune's mind brought them back, or is the way, is the Beyonder brought them back, or the way he, Claw explains it, 
exactly how it happens. I mean, it's one of those, you know, you pick the ending kind of stories. What do you think, Big Hush? I think it, Marvel brought him back. No, um, I would say <laughs> I say Doom. I would say Doom did it just to Doom just to mess with him. Okay, Brother Beavis. I think that that's a fair guess. I mean, I, this was actually one of the cooler things that I picked up on the reread: the fact that that the, this may or may not have happened. He may or may have caused it. You know, so I, I thought that was cool. But yeah, I think they really try and draw out the fallacy of doom. And I think the funny thing to me is, I think this whole the whole idea of like again, the mortals trying to aspire to godhood really echoes in the Infinity Gauntlet story too. Mm-hmm. Where that's the downfall they play on Thanos is, you know, his pride and him wanting to sh- to triumph over an actual challenge, and so he degrades himself and things like that. So, you know, you could say that, you know, and again, you know, that Doom is is it isn't, you know, when it's not just enough for him to defeat Reed Richards, and if there's no D- Reed Richards around, then what's left for him there? So, I, I think it's probably Doom did make this happen. Right. What do you think, uh, Sam? In yeah, I'm um, with uh, with you guys. It's, I think um, the story tells them and everything. I think um, as we kind of build up to, it was almost like a plot to get him to do this. If you uh, read through the story, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of clever if you think about it. Um, I don't know. That's what I believe. Right. Like I just, it just it. The, when I read it initially, I was just like, oh well. You know, Zazie just got that power, man. You know, she was able to bring everybody back, and, you know, that's just Zazie. You're underestimating her powers, and you should never underestimate Zazie's powers. But then when I read it the second time, I'm like, wait a second. I think that that's just Doom or the Beyonder letting Doom believe that this was happening, and the Beyonder kind of did it. But it just doesn't make a lot of, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Again, but she does those. die, though. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Because Colossus was taken out by the record. Colossus yeah. received life, life-threatening life injuries from the record. And so the idea that he's the one person here who can survive this blast, not the Hulk, not Thor, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, y'all ain't kidding about Colossus being like a main point in this whole series. I never really thought about that until this reread. It's kind of crazy. Well, and he also... Yeah, you know how you bring that up, brother. It's like, yeah, how did he survive that whole? <laughs> how did yeah, he? That don't make no sense. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't build in the love of Zazi was the thing that you know didn't kill him off to get all to get. Uh, you know, yeah, okay. Too much love, <laughs> would have killed us off. <laughs> what they tell, what they give him is like, there's, well, since Cap had told them they might get killed, then he was prepared for it. You know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a because comics too. Yeah. 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 Cap wishing for the wrong things again. Um but yeah, so they tell this whole long tale. Hold on a second. Plug back in. They tell this tale and you know, Claw is saying you know, and I like the little visual that he does give about the whole thing, you know, where he shows it with of his course. solid sound. <sighs> Another waste. Yeah, well, that's, that's, fine. That, that's fine. I mean, it's that comics, comics y'all. Come on. I mean, yeah, and it's 80s comics, too. Um, yep. 
you know, you see the whole story. You see how, you know, she revives Colossus with the last breath of her whatever, and then he weeps because he's like, damn. <laughs> Doom's like making Colossus faces here, by the way. Yeah, he got mm-hmm. some wild looks on his face <laughs> during the story. Mm-hmm. Awful. Did we lose the producer? I think we did. I, I heard him say he plug back in. Now we gotta hit we gotta hit him for the zombie phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I haven't took I haven't took two and a half weeks of pure D abuse. I mean <laughs> it happens to all of us. It happened to me, uh, me and producer a couple of uh, uh podcasts ago. I think he locked My. you out when she started dogging him for the Mysterio pick. And then <laughs> <laughs> he deserved that. I mean, that's what you get. That, that, the... I did raise an eyebrow to that. I mean, he kind of raised more than an eyebrow. I mean, that's Mysterio. You got of all the stuff. Of all the stuff, he don't even got powers. We were really going right. hot side 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 of <laughs> side right. story here. Hey, fuck y'all niggas. I heard all. That was worth it. <laughs> so I was like, man, this is what it's like when your phone gets off while you talk. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Welcome it's to like the The uh, two-way man, mirror. It's like, man, if this is like some Joe Mama joke. Anywho, so yeah, back off the call, back on the call, they, um, so Doom is like, he's a great panel there where Doom is kind of sweating and like, did that really happen? Hello? Hello? Yeah, hello? <laughs> did we drop, did he drop again? Seems like I it. Think he, he was yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. here. Oh, okay, sorry. And then the next thing you know, he calls his shot and he's like, no, Thor's hammer is going to show up and Lo and behold, Thor's no, hammer. Here just a minute. Hello? Mm. Yeah, we're still here. Thor's hammer Yo. shows up. Okay. Thought it was just me. And, no, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we hit that rough patch of, uh, of the of the podcast. It happened to us a couple times before. But, I mean, well, anyway, Dr. Doom or Beyond Doom, whatever you want to call him, I mean, he's still still, still up there, but I don't know why. He's going crazy from what I remember, but whatever. The the power is, anyway, which is... Right. um, Just star killer base on it and starts blowing (laughs) up the planet. Yeah. And and if you look at this panel, how are these Negroes still alive after the, the, he's just, the power's running amok? I mean, the, literally, the the whole planet looks like it's on fire. <laughs> right. Um, the, the way it's drawn. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, they, there, they were prepared where, for it. Yeah, that. Wasn't there a panel where there's a, a whole bunch of energy shooting off the side of the planet? That's what exactly what I'm talking about. There's this big beam shooting off the planet and fire and kind of lightning coming off the uh, planet and everything, it, they'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, the, right, the, way right. the way it's so drawn. Everybody's dead. It's over. Thanks for playing. Right. 
I'm back, y'all. Okay. I don't know what's going on with my phone. But Same thing that happened to me a couple of weeks ago, man. It happens. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll start even speeding the wrap up since my phone has decided to. I don't know what it's doing. But, um, yes, the planet is exploding. The power is going everywhere. Claw, claw right? Yeah, Claw asked a yep. little bit to go and, uh, you know, smite these enemies for him so he doesn't have to worry about it. And he gives him just a little, he just puts a chip in. And, um, <laughs> yeah, hmm. goes out to do it while Doom tries to go calm himself down and get his powers back under control. Um, and then he creates a whole bunch of sorry monsters, which is kind of really right? Like, instead of bringing about a whole bunch of, you know, strong villains and whatnot, he just brings out a bunch of scary monsters, which makes perfect sense. I mean, he does bring back Ultron a little bit, but then he brings back, like, some... He, he brings back the... The Dark Crystal Crew, or I don't know what the, or <laughs> Monster University Crew. I don't know where are these cuckoo creatures coming from. Uh, probably a uh, LSD like kind of little session before this book got written and drawn. It's baby. So yeah. yeah. Oh. So yeah. I mean, what he could. I mean, he could have brought back you know anybody. I mean, he could make some real villains or. Made doppelgangers of the superheroes for all we know, and he brings uh-huh. the he brings Sully and Marcus <laughs> and <laughs> Sully, <laughs> and it kind of looks like um uh oh, shoot I forgot it but yeah it's it ter- they're all terrible that what he brings back and oh yeah, it looks like some of those characters from freaking uh Space Jam yeah you know? yeah so, oh god yeah oh man. Yeah. It's not good. And you would think that they would let Wolverine get some offense in this since it's against creatures and not humans, and he'd cut somebody up, but you'd be wrong. Um, Yeah, you'd be wrong. So everybody's going to fight these people and these creatures that he keeps creating. Creatures. Cloverfield, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just hit it fast and hard. That's what she said, Cap. And, um, (laughs) you know, you get a big old splash page where everybody's fighting. Once again, oh, Wolverine gets a little offense against that frog-looking fella. Uh, <laughs> like the one thing he did all him. series. Yeah. Even Hulk got some offense. He's not getting thrown around. Uh, yeah, he finally got a shot in on Ultron. Finally. But they keep fighting with whatever these are. The same thing fighting as then he turns into Gendry and then he turns back into the thing and then, you know, hits some blue creature and it's just a fight all over the place. Of course, the Hulk gets hit by Ultron in the leg. Oh, my leg! And uh, he, you know, he gets laid out. The Hulk gets laid out again. Uh, and then the fake version of Ultron gets taken out by uh, what's that? The Wasp, right? The Wasp, the giant, yeah. the giant killer Wasp. Yeah, yeah. You were knowing this whole series, man. She took out the X Men and Magneto.
don't grapple him. He's too strong. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, it's bad. And then once again, uh, James Rose is not above dropping some negatives. We ain't out of the woods yet. In fact, I think there's more of these things. He always got an ain't for us. Um, so just more fighting and fighting and fighting, really just biding time to somebody to try to get the doom. And, of course, we know Cap will be the one. Cap America would do his yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is the hero of this whole thing. He knocks out oh, Claw, yeah. but again, Claw wants to get knocked out. He's all a part of his perfect, perfect, perfect plan. And then, <laughs> you know, Doom is in there with his chalice again in his armor this time. He's not pulling a roadie. Um, he says, if one of your group could get it this far, of course, it would be you. And, you know, he's expecting they're going to sit around and talk about their mamas again, but that ain't happening this time. <laughs> um, he powers up fully, and, you know, he freaking smoke tones him. And uh, he's like, yes, that's it. Cause the unthinkable, and then boom, he's alive again. And this goes on for a couple of panels where he kills him, but he keeps coming back and kills him, keeps coming back. Now, is this again because comics, or is the Beyonder keep bringing him back? What do you think? I think it's say, the indomitable will of Captain America, uh, in my in my opinion. It's that I don't. I know. think I think Doom has had it. I mean, he's, he's mentally done so. So he just he just. He kills him, but he also wills him to come back. Right. Well, I right. think at this point he's imparted some of some of the power back into um, back into Claw, who we believe is an agent of the Beyonder at this point. So I think that's the the, the difference in this case is the Beyonder now has enough power not just to control other people, but to start to manipulate reality too. And maybe it's easy because maybe it's easy because of Captain America's indomitable will. But I think there's a, there's intervention in this case, right? Divine That's intervention, guess, yeah. yeah, divine intervention. And we I skipped right. over that part because it was all a part about the elemental. I was more focused on the crack of her ass. Um, you know, she explains <laughs> the whole process about you know the Beyonder had been watching the Earth and the heroes for a while. And I, Brother Beavis brought this up on the last podcast. He had been watching them. You know, he admired their desire and how he had opened up his, his his world or whatever to see them and why he brought them out there so he could understand the human concept of desire and fighting and wanting for things. And Brother Beavis brought this up too. It was like, you know, this whole process was really about, you know, the Beyonder, you know, kind of expanding himself as a deity to understand, you know, people, humans or people or other behaviors more and more. And, um, you know, so I, I skipped over that part, and we kind of get a little bit of a payoff of that near the end. Uh, Cap finally breaks through, and then before he can even hit Doom, Doom does the you know the buckle, and he's already on the ground. He crumbled without being touched. I think he's fighting another battle inside to control the endless power. You know, has my winning this fight, and then everything starts to go around him, and he's like, Doom, you got to get that up out you, man. You get that up out you. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite line is from Blue Streak, by the way. Yeah, not a, a Blue Streak fan. Uh, great little bit between Dave Chappelle and Martin Lawrence. Need to get that up out you. Um, so he's like, yeah, let me help you. Let me help you, dude. Oh, well, Brother Beavis, one of your favorite lines, man. Here, let me help him. <laughs> let me help you. I got a little something. I got a little bit. You need some money? I got a little bit. <laughs> Still to this day, I believe that was real. 
I think I've done the YouTube search for that, and I, I'm pretty certain I've spent hours trying to find it and just unable to. Uh, and, again, I just have to remember that other people are listening to this. Uh, if you uh, Google, uh, was it Night Train? Yeah, Shaska Watley and Night Train. Yeah, Shaska Watley, Night Train, get stuffled. Uh, if you put those <laughs> words in a Google search, <laughs> Damn. You might come up with uh, one of the. You come up with a. You just come up with a Kimbo slice fight in the street. That's what you come up with. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it could have been real. Uh, they may have had some real beef, but anywho, all right. So, so yeah, he's trying to get that up out of him, and then now as he's starting to give some of the power up, the Beyonder strikes out of the body of Crane. Crane has. Turtles. Claw. Yeah, out of claw. And he takes the power. It looks like a big onion that's coming out of the battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he pulls the onion out of Doom and all his layers. And now Doom is laid out. And Beyonder, you know, takes the power and runs. Of course, that shifts Doom back to being just Doom. And uh, his regular uniform. Back to his ugly car face. And they're gone. Claw, Doom, and the Beyond. Gone. Vanished. Yep. Yeah. And then that's the end of them, too. And then Captain America comes out and they be raised victorious. And, you know, now they give freaking Zazi a freaking military funeral almost where everybody shows <laughs> up to pay their respect. I mean, honestly, man. Come on. How the belly warmer getting all of this? Love, Big Hutch. Tell me, man. She was hot. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's it. Uh, um, hmm. Yeah, I think that is it. Wasn't there a whole bunch of Zazis? Wasn't there like a, a village full of them? Yeah. There was a whole, yeah, it's a whole village of them. I so guess what the, what's happened to the rest of them? <laughs> well, they were there when <laughs> they... The, they were there when the lightning bolt struck, and then, you know, they were all watching. But maybe she's the only one that had that power. No, yeah, no. maybe. So you see Colossus, you know, at the grave. I was thinking, you know, there's probably a panel later on that come by where torches, like, the human torch comes by. I was like, man, I'm sorry I put my dick in you, girl. I didn't know you had it like that. <laughs> she, she, she liked me first or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go and piss on her grave. Um, because it's terrible, and um, you know, Colossus doesn't want to come. You know, he's boyfriend. friend. There's nothing more. Cool at Nightcrawler. Leave him alone. And they leave him there, yeah. and you know, that's the end of Zazi. And again, there's no like I said. Besides that issue with Juggernaut, there's no payoff for this whole thing either. You know, he goes back, and I guess eventually. And Wolverine alluded to it too. You know, it's just part of her bedside manner, her powers. You know, just kind of. Turned him, you know, turned him out a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Reed has figured, yeah. <laughs> so we just figured out a way to uh, get everybody back. So everybody's got to go pack up their shit. I'm like, all right, well, I gotta get my stuff. You go get your stuff, and we gotta go. And you know, Spider-Man in his new uniform, where everybody's getting their uniforms fixed, and Cap will eventually get his shield fixed. You know, he finds out, you know, like, hey, that's not the uniform remake. 
that I put my thing in. It's like, oh, well, maybe it was something different. You know, I'm not really sure. And we still see all this X-Men tension that's going on with now that Xavier to Ethan Walk. Now you've got some legs. You want to see y'all calling the shots and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this dude got a uniform and everything now. Walking, yeah, talking yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't talking that shit when you was in that wheelchair. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um Yeah, it's damn true. And, and that's that that's that yellow suit, right? With the big X on it. Yeah. Yeah, yellow. ugly, brittle, yellow and black. What is yeah, the <laughs> it's about as ugly as you could ever want. Right, I'm gonna yeah. a big yellow suit on with an X in the middle, so people yeah, can like, aim me up. Like shoot me here, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Decoy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and this is something that came up at the end of the podcast. Uh, by the way, y'all, well, maybe y'all know this or not. Uh, big guy never listens to the podcast. He does them, and be fair that you never listen to the podcast? That would be <laughs> very fair. Okay. So but okay, so at the end of last week's podcast, we'll side brother and as a patient here, that uh we uh I brought up that your recall memory for things is uh at an unearthly level. So you don't even <laughs> Oh know, yes. Yeah do you don't now he he doesn't have the books in front of him, y'all. Like he's just pulling that isn't that that yellow uniform? Well, he just demonstrated it with the yeah, with the yellow uniform. I was like, how? Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have the book in front of him, so he's just remembering this. So, uh, but we also uh, talked about, well, I talked about how you might be able to remember things, but putting them in context of years of when it happened is uh, uh, maybe feeble. <laughs> That's uh, I got your feeble swinging. <laughs> his wish. What did everybody else wish for? Yeah, I think he weasel-worded him. 
Let me pull it out. <laughs> I think he only implied they were going to get yeah. a wish. Yeah. Uh, his words are, I mean, I could go to any book because they do the recap, of course. But uh, I have to be honest. Well, he might have pulled the the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on and like, oh, you didn't read the fine print at the bottom, you know? Yeah, Dune kind of like, uh, yeah, expired all that shit when he stole all the shit. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I ain't and, give y'all negroes, I ain't give y'all negroes nothing. <laughs> and, 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 and and one more thing, just to you know, did you both well, did you know that the Beyonder is basically a larger part of a cosmic cube? Of a cosmic no. cube. A cosmic cube. No, I ain't read that issue. What'd you what'd you read that at? Yes, I yeah, I had this issue back in the day. It's, uh Fantastic Four three nineteen volume one. Okay. Yeah, well I'm yeah, I'm looking this off the computer. But yeah. this is <laughs> this is October nineteen eighty eight. Oh damn, okay. But anyway, I had this issue. And basically, they said that Molecule Man and the Beyonder are the are the cos or they are a cosmic cube that got split. They got split. And right, they should have well, they they should have been a cosmic cube together, but it got split one time, and Molecule Man got his portion, and the Beyonder got his portion. It was basically Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Basically, yes. That I think makes about as much sense, too. They, uh, they screwed up Secret Wars 2 so bad, they had to make up some shit like that and just try and say, you know. That's uh, exactly what it sounds to like. Get, what? To, get rid of, to get rid of both of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was at the comic book shop last night, and uh, they had, like, a, you know, they have an area where all the trade paperbacks was, and there was a Secret Wars part two trade paperback with me. <laughs> wow. Burn that shit. <laughs> Bad, man. that away for free. Nothing. 
Why are they cool with that, by the way? Yeah, like Davey's like, man, we ain't taking this bitch with us. What you talking yeah. about? You know? Yeah, they just they just kind of went for it. It was kind of weird that way, too. I kind of like yeah. the Seahawks Fantastic Four books, though. Um, yeah, wasn't John Byrne doing all that? Yeah, yeah John Byrne was doing the drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's drawing and writing the book, actually. And um, those books aren't terrible. His run is actually pretty spectacular, as a matter of fact. Um, it's I very cosmic, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very cosmic, and I have a lot of the, I had, we had a lot of the originals, um, but I know I have a, a couple of trades uh, for his run, um, so it's, it's really good. I had no problem with her doing that. So they leave, then, the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the Avengers leave. Iron Man goes with the Avengers, um, and this is Lord of the Rings. Y'all, it's totally <laughs> yes. Oh, it's totally Lord of the Rings, man. Everybody gets their shout out call back and then they finally See you again next year. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, so <laughs> yep. let me go let me go back to this desire plot hole thing again, because there's a whole bunch of stuff here. So like you remember when Mr. Fantastic's like, Well, we can't beat Galactus because if we beat Galactus, uh, then he can't beat the Beyonder they're like, well, how about you beat Galactus and beat everybody else and then make we make your wish to make him not have his hunger if you're so worried about it. Right. The other thing yeah. is, like, Galactus is like, oh, I don't have time to play your game. I'm going to go kick your ass and make you give me your power. We could have spent, like, 12 seconds wiping out the heroes in the very right. first issue and then oh, got yeah. his wish or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. It don't, there's a lot of stuff like that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You can just because, drive a truck through the comics. <laughs> but they all should have got a wish. Yeah, that's sure, what they want. Because I was like, I was like, yeah, Cap got his got his shield. Spider Man, I guess, got his suit. Uh, I thought somebody had to wish Wasp back to life, but I think they, I read that again. I saw it. Yeah, but yeah, like some of them did, and they're just like, well, there's there's magic pixie dust everywhere, so it works for some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Doom and the Beyonder skeeted all over the planet when they were, you know, doing their thing and get into that. I the end there where Duke, where Mr. Fantastic, and I can't, I, I have like the first issue of that thing book on that planet. Um, Was it I a separate book just for the thing? Yeah, they did have a book. separate book just for the thing on Battle Planet. Yeah. We got, we got yeah. some of them issues. Oh, oh, I can only imagine how bad some, that was. Yeah, it was TF bad. <laughs> And, Did he have to like chase down all the claw monsters? All the monsters created by claw? They have to chase them down. Yeah, right. There was one section of the planet that that was created. He had to fight like the werewolf and Frankenstein. And, what? Yeah. What the hell? Yes. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah, I know. I had the first one. I was thinking it was going to be the you know start of something. Spectacular, but it wasn't. Right. Yeah, and we got. And we got. Like I said, Reed says, you know, he's like, I, I, I wish I could tell him about his transformations or what I suspect, but he slowly discovers the truth for himself or hides it forever. Like I never understood. Yeah, Reed just comes off as a dick in this. I don't know what. Yeah, holding back or whatever. He's been, as he's been playing a, a, a dick, basically. I think ever since, kind of from the series onward, he, I mean, he goes, he's been straight up big. He's he's anti God. He, mm-hmm. him and him and Sue 
have been on different sides of the war, and the Illuminati, they just been a straight up, a basically a nerd slash yeah. evil fuck. His role in <laughs> Civil War, you know, he's, he's almost like the bad guy of Civil War more so than Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and his his other self on the other Earth is essentially the bad guy in the new Secret War. Um, yeah. you know, who's the one that's doing everything that he can to essentially destroy the other planet. Um, right. Yeah. Right. I see it. But, yeah, so... With the thing, or Ben Grimm sitting up there on a rock all by himself with nothing to do, and that's the end of Secret Wars. Mm, yeah, kind of, kind of a weird anticlimactic ending <laughs> at the end. Yeah, it was very much a double at the issue end. after all. Yeah, yeah, they would have a lot of filler at the end. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was a great start. And middle's uh, it's there, it's all right. And but like I said, you can't not gonna kill the heroes. So there's no gonna happen. And then everybody shows back up on planet Earth in their own comics and Yep, by the next year. If I remember right, the books didn't lose any continuity. So this I I'm assuming this series took a year to publish at least. And but so yeah, they just appeared in one month of regular publication and next month they were back. Yeah, like yeah I remember, yeah, because I remember, like, Cyclops, he just kind of, like, reappears but at the time he's with Mel and Briar, and yeah. he just literally just drops out of the sky on her. So, you know, they yeah, just, I, I the remember that. You're going. right. She just drops out yeah. of nowhere, right. Yeah. Oh, dang, yeah. I, dang, I'm into that. That's awful. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got dropped. I remember. I got dropped again. I'm back. Oh. But like the web of Spider Man, he had he had the first. I mean, they opened up that new uh, line of Spider Man. He had the black suit on. I mean, was that Web of Spider Man or was that yeah? Yeah, yeah that's Web of Spider Man. And they're number one. We have, of course, we bought. I bought two or three copies of that. He got the black suit on. It's great. Yeah. Oh, you weren't the only one. Everybody was trying that, to buy that, that, that back in the day. That book is actually pretty good. Um, not Web like of Spider Man was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, well, Fireman was actually a decent title. Um, it was not like it wasn't the thing. Um, and then I, I think I said this before. Like they didn't pause the books for the year while they printed this. I think they started the books post Secret War, and then you just piece the story together after. And I'm pretty, pretty much sure that's what happened. Um, they, 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 there's a whole bunch of just, uh, just uh, they had a bunch of those little blocks at the bottom of the page all about. Stories continues in Secret Wars or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want to know what happened? Check, yeah, yeah. check Secret Wars number. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it, so it holds up pretty well. Um, like I said, I, I kind of enjoyed reading it again. My, you know, for a series that came out of because of some toys, you know, it, it probably did better and held up longer than what they ever possibly expected it to. So um, kudos to Marvel for that. Um so as we start to wrap up this version of the podcast, uh, we talk a lot about Captain America. Um, let's talk about that trailer that dropped today. But you know what? Oh, yeah. After all of that, hold on. After all of that, go ahead, Brother Beavis. You wanted to do something. <laughs> I said we were going to do it at the beginning, and we didn't. So go ahead and do it now. We got too excited. Yeah, I was going to mention, um, I think it was a week ago from Sunday, 
um, Mrs. Gladys Moses passed, and she was the mother of Edwin Moses, who probably mm-hmm. after the Wright brothers is the most famous person from Dayton, Ohio. Um, he's, uh, he's a 400 meter hurdler, Olympic, uh, won the gold medals in 76 and 84. He won something like uh, 10 years during his career. He went something like 10 years without being defeated. But also, I think probably most people don't know. He um, had degrees in engineering and physics. Um, he did a lot as far as advocating for amateurs entering the Olympics, a lot of regulation of Olympic and amateur sport competition, uh, a lot for regulating drug use and testing for drug use. I think he was just named to like the 47 or the top 50 athletes of all time by ESPN. But his mom was an educator in um, the Dayton Public School System, and she had a direct impact on me. Um, through, I don't know exactly how this came about, but because of her, I um, had the opportunity to get bumped up in, in first grade. I got bumped up into second grade math. And the the, um, the school system accommodated that, so I was able to carry that through, and I was one of, like, two people that took calculus in high school. And so it was, like, you know, six months before in college before I had taken math. And, you know, now I can do things like explain how uh, Dr. Doom takes powers from <laughs> <laughs> But it was, you know, it was a little a little nudge for, you know, six, seven-year-old kid to put me on a STEM path that made a huge difference um, in a school system where a lot of, you know, a lot of people we knew got the nudge in the other direction. And the whole, that time with the, you know, the forced integration of schools and things like that was just a bizarre time, but it was the only thing I ever knew. And I think, you know, that, that upbringing, like, obviously, I wouldn't know you guys if that wasn't for that case, you know, there a lot of things that would come out differently if the schools were different, and particularly if she wasn't there, and so I wasn't the only one um, that she had an impact over the life of her career. I know she had a, she took a strong interest in children and helped wherever she could and impacted a lot of people's lives, and I just wanted to pay respects to the family um, and her specifically for, you know, the role she had in getting me, making me the person I am. So. Well, well, you're here. Very well said. Yeah, wasn't his uh, wasn't his his, dad his father his father also? was. Oh. I think his father was my principal at Fairport. I think that's right too. Really? Yeah. So, Fairport. Wow. Yeah, I think that's he crazy. was. I remember. I'm. He was in education as well. Um, and and that does sound familiar. That he might have been a principal or an administrator of some sort. So yeah, that does I, make. I think. I mean, granted, I was only about. Five years old, or maybe six or seven, but then. Yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah. Right. So yeah. So there you go. No problem. Thank you for letting us know. I'm. I'm. My bad. I skipped right over that at the beginning. I know you would uh mention it, and I totally skipped over it. So my bad. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into that Civil War trailer that dropped today. Uh, I know I sent Big Hutch a bunch of links to his job, which he probably couldn't click to watch it to begin with. Um, That's her- true. I heard from Sandman, like, uh, during the day, um, and then I text Brother Beavis, too, but or I emailed Brother Beavis, too, but I didn't hear back from him. So did you find I know the other two have seen it. Did you finally see it, Big Hutch? I did not. Oh, my God. What oh, the hell come is wrong on. with you, I'm, man? I'm going to try to get my I just got off the J.O.B. I run it to this blankety-blank to try to get on the thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, well, we're going to spoil the hell out 
knock knock yourself out. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> my initial thoughts was, oh, damn, whoa, wow, whatever yeah, yeah. exclamation point words you want to use. Uh, it was just an absolute blow away of the trailer, an absolute blow away. Um, like, like, words were hardly being able to describe it. Um, so I'll hold it there. I did a little five-minute podcast. If you haven't seen it, it's on SoundCloud. You can go to SoundCloud and check it out there, the same way you found this podcast if you're listening to this. Uh, go ahead, Brother Beavis. Did you see it? I, I, she can jump in the head. You might have had something, too. No, I saw it. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, they, they definitely show you the comic book things that you want to see the square off. And, and, there's, you know, and I think something that's kind of a contrast to a lot of heroes, a lot of the big scenes and, and, and big action scenes of, of the, a lot of the Marvel movies, you know, they take place like during the day and they're lit. You know, you see a lot of a lot of times the big sequences like Hulk or the the Edward Norton Hulk movie comes to mind. The climax is at night. Right. Because it's it's there's yeah. stuff they have to do in the background. But I mean they have you know, this is a full reveal of, you know, hero every hero you that's gonna be involved in a, in a clashing right in the middle of the day. So right. I mean I think I think the look and the feel just my my concern is that the Civil War and I was just reading up on it is is a lot of like people angsty about whether or not they're doing the right thing and feeling mm-hmm. bad about having to be in cut. So, so there's, you know, there's, they need to do something to make the story good. They definitely captured, um, you know, the feel, they fit it into continuity. The characters all look great. The new characters that they're bringing in, that seem to play significant roles. That's all good. But, you know, there's gotta be more to the story than just cat versus Tony go, you know, there's, what is the payoff? How does it, right. that's what I'm really curious. Right. About. Yeah. What did you think, uh, Sammy? Um, blown away. Um, it's definitely got that same feel as um, Captain America Winter Soldier. The, the Russo brothers, if you didn't know, directed that one and uh, are directing this one too. And it's got the same very slow burn uh, at first. And it builds up and a lot of tension between uh, the heroes. But uh, you can, if you watch the trailer, you can kind of get an idea of what they're going for. Um very good, very, very, very good trailer. Um, well, it's like, what else was I going to say? But uh, really, just really good, man. And obviously, uh, I don't know if I would want to give it away yet, but there's a certain hero at the end of the trailer that we all know that everybody's been waiting for and finally shows up. Right. I mean, Pinkoff, as soon as if he's not watching it while we're talking about it, he's got to see it anyway. Um, right. Yeah, so just, just let it happen. I'll yeah, move. I mean, well, exactly, but yeah, I just like I said, it kind of blew me away. And again, not knowing that it was coming, but not really paying much attention to if it was going to come. And then my Twitter, you know, blowing up with people asking me that I see it. What'd you think? What'd you think? What'd you think? And I'm like, what are you people talking about? And then finally getting a chance to have to watch it at work first on my phone, and then trying to scurry back to my office, you know, to get past the internet filters in my job and I see it on YouTube and I'm like, oh, oh, whoa, okay. And then I'm like, okay, that that was amazing and now I see why everybody's going crazy. Um, everybody looked like they were supposed to look. Panther, Black Panther looked great. Um, yes, very good. Black Panther looked great. The costume looked great. Um, there's, you know, I saw the, a little bit of, you know, kind of blurred stuff and like, well, you know, Spider-Man gets to talk but uh, Black Panther doesn't talk, and I'm like, and I, I didn't get into it with this lady, but I kind of did. 
She's like, she's like, well, so he don't get a chance to talk. You know, Spider Man get a chance to talk. I'm like, okay, I guess, but you realize this not Black Panther's movie, right? Yeah, that's like, he's getting his own movie, movie, by the way. And that, and that was my other part too, where I was like, and you do know that like he's getting his own movie. So I mean, and it's very clear that he's not a bit character in this. It's not like he's you know going to be in like two scenes and be done with it. I mean, he obviously plays a pretty significant role. Yeah. But it's not his movie, and he's going to get his own movie here soon. So uh, you know, if you want to push that narrative, you might just be looking for something to be kind of complaining about. And somebody was like, "Oh, Black Panther's costume don't look right." I'm like, "Oh, you look. He did a movie." Yeah, he's exactly. He's black and he's a panther. It looked like, well. I mean, but the costume—the costume looks great. It's just—it's it looks it's fine. About as authentic as you're going to make it. You know, as as comic booky as Black Panther's costume usually is. They, I mean, they did an excellent job of uh, making that. You know, into to reality. I don't see how they could have done any better. Yeah. His armor, or and, the, and have or a they, quiet. Does he have the, the Black Panther armor kind, or is he wearing the the gigantic sweatsuit? It looks it's, like a sweatsuit, but it's implied. It looks like a sweatsuit. It's got like silver lining around it, and the and the mask. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a pattern in a mask. Mm-hmm. It almost looks kind of like yeah, an African motif, and yeah. he's got the, uh, the the necklace. Yeah, he has the necklace, and it's vibranium too. Like the suit is vibranium. vibranium. Yeah, you know, you'll get yeah, right. yeah. shots on the trail. Absorb sound, yeah, joy. Well, I don't know about that, but it can reflect bullets <laughs> for sure. Um, is that what the the power of the vibranium is? That that like the main power? Because I know Cap Shield has vibranium in it. It just it's like supposed it to absorb, deflect, absorb, absorb sound. Yeah, and, it has. It does have some sound absorbing properties, and it's real thin, and it can deflect bullets. Or, yeah, yeah and his claws are made of that too, magic. so he can. Yeah, he's magic. almost yeah. like a miniature Wolverine kind of thing. Right, and he does have claws as well. I mean. I, some people just really want to complain about stuff just for the sake of being contrarian. Complaining. Uh, and I get that. Well, I get oh, that. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you don't even want to know what they were talking about, the Spider-Man's costume. People, it was just yeah, oh, it's all day. Yeah, I mean, people are going, I was like, if that's your biggest complaint, you need to get off the computer. Like, for real. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they came yeah and they went, they went real old school with his costume, too. It was very yeah. Steve Disco. Still, family earlier. Yeah, you know what? yeah. So he has the telescoping eyes. eyes. Yeah, he's the got the telescoping eyes. eyes. Yeah, he's got the what eyes? And so his eyes telescope. The the white. If you look at the target smaller. Yeah. yeah, if you look at the trailer, his eyes kind of close in a little bit, and it makes a little sound like a little whirring sound, like it's mechanical. So yeah, obviously so I don't know like Tony Stark's influence it's probably. A, yeah, that's the question. Right. If this is a Tony Stark uniform they gave him which is much different from the Iron Spider outfit that you actually Yeah, I'm glad they didn't yeah, do that. Thank, that would have been thank strange. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank thank goodness. Yeah, it would be I, weird to say, hey, here's Spider-Man. Uh, wait, that's not Spider-Man. That's not yeah. Spider-Man. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. That's Dr. Octopus with a in red gold. Yeah, it was terrible. There's yeah, a Ant-Man yeah. money shot riding the arrow, but there's an, there's something they have not yet displayed. Some of them, something else related to Ant Man, I, I believe, that has not been yeah. shown in the trailer yet. I yeah, believe that's right. Supposed to happen as well. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And, and there was, and I put it on the Facebook page today that um, Chadwick Boseman, who's playing Black Panther, made some, you know, and it's probably an off the cuff remark about, you know, maybe he's like, well, actually, you know, uh, uh, 
Black Panther is actually a part of the Fantastic Four. And I was like, man, somehow Reed Richards and or so, somehow the Fantastic Four, Baxter Building, or something of those lines show up in that movie. I'm gonna need that damn defibrillator um, <laughs> because I, I don't I don't know how much I can take. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know how much I can take. Uh, now again, we could get all sucked in. Although I didn't, I, I felt nervous about Age of Ultron going in. I kind of felt that we were gonna get what we got. I kind of felt that going in, um, and right. they they proved us right. And I don't get yeah. that feeling for this because maybe it's just more trust of what. Uh, the Fantastic Four is maybe Marvel learned their lesson by getting the sticky wickets out of, you know, I don't see, I don't yeah. see any Captain America cereal boxes right now. I don't see, you know, <laughs> Civil War, um, you know, head headbands and berets and shit like that. So maybe not yet. Not well, and again, we are almost left two months out, out. But yeah. I kind of get the sense that maybe possibly Marvel learned their lesson. And it's kind of going to let the movie speak for itself. But you never know. You really don't. Um, so we'll just, we'll have to see. But, yes, trailer-wise, because once you get done off this call, you need to go ahead and peep that out. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. You'd be pleasantly yeah. surprised. Go to the Facebook page. It's on the Facebook page. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent Great. trailer. I mean, it's, yeah. It's yeah, as good. far as trailers go, it's outstanding. I see Spider-Man holding a shield. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's your money. Costume yeah. and costume. Yeah, what the what the hell kind of costume is that? <laughs> <laughs> the they tried fuck? to go. They tried to go old school and new school at the same time. It's uh, what is it? it's got know, elements. What is this? Mess? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you saying people? about people that have problems with them? Get off my uh, 1950s yeah. lawn. Yeah, get off his lawn. He likes his Spider-Man in different costumes. Hey, look. I again, like the black costumes. But yeah. Well, that would we all do. Money yeah. shot, too, but uh, that would have been a defibrillator moment, too. But I, I, it looks great. I'm excited. Uh, we'll hold the hype down. Uh, um, I think you are. You, you sent me an OMG to work, man. Uh, uh, I did. Oh my OMG. god! Yeah, it, yeah that was your work. Yeah. I, you know what? I I got home uh, today, and you know, and the kids hadn't gotten uh off of you know they were outside playing or whatever, and I was like, you know what? I know they're gonna see this. So before my daughter goes to dance, I show it to her, and I'm sitting there watching her. And, you know, you know, she knows about her comic book. She knows what she's talking about. And she's watching it. You know, she's like, oh, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the Spider-Man pulled up on there. And she was like, oh! Like, you know, <laughs> had this big old reaction. And so when I showed it to, to my son, I was like, you know what? I'm going to film him because, like, I think we're going to get a reaction because he doesn't know anything about it. And so I'm filming it. And then my phone, like, ran out of memory. So before the oh. money shot. Oh my God! But he freaking lost it, man. He God, like running around the room. Ah! And he lost it. So that kind of OMG feeling is what I felt. Just couldn't like do it in my office because it would have been weird. But oh yeah, it, I, didn't, I didn't see it until I was I got to work, you know, and I was surrounded by my coworkers, so I had to kind of keep it on the down low. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm over there 
uh, muting my screams and stuff, but I I had the exact same reaction. It's uh, yeah. I mean, this is why Marvel made that deal with Sony uh, yeah. to get Spider Man the MCU. They knew what they were yeah. doing. So yeah, it's it's hype. I, I'm hype. I'll Much hype. I'll, I'll I'll hold it down. It'll look. I'm sure it's gonna run before Batman versus Superman, so it'll be good to see it on the big screen too, and the reaction of the crowd um, when you're in there. Um, I did post on Twitter say to I need a DC person to explain to me why you are not excited about watching this. And, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of people who were like, I'm excited. I don't know what other DC people are talking about. I'm like, okay, because that's just you, that's just a fanboy yeah. crap. Yeah, it is, and you know, I know. If you if you watch that and you were like, oh, I don't think it's gonna be any good, then you're just you're standing for your team. Yeah, and that's fine. yeah. But, so anyway, all right. So we're gonna wrap up this podcast and allow Big Hutch to watch um, <laughs> the Civil War trailer, <laughs> even though it's almost eleven o'clock and it premiered twelve hours ago. He hadn't got <laughs> uh, so at my job. Yeah, they blocked uh, YouTube and places. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we figured as much. Uh, so what we're going to do in light of Civil War, the movie coming out, we are going to go over Civil War, the original limited series. There is a Civil War 2 that is currently running in Marvel Comics. I ain't effing with it because uh, money. So um, we're going to review <laughs> yeah. the original Civil War. This is about 10 years old now, which is kind of freaking whatever. But... Um, we're gonna review that, uh, and I think that'll probably bring up a what's that that a game called, Brother B? It's the Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance Two. I love yeah. that game. Yeah, uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance. Alliance yeah, is great. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, that's a good game. Not great. What? Well, well, which one is the one that I have? Then you probably have Ultimate Alliance. Uh, yeah, yeah number one. Yeah, there's yeah, one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I have the original thing. Okay. So. Yeah, which I'm sure that is going to bring out a lot of conversation out of that because um, the game is awesome and, you know, a lot of the kind of team-ups or whatever seemed like they were kind of based in that world a little bit. But, um, yeah, we're going to start Civil War with Civil War number one. I've written a review on the website about it recently, so if you haven't checked that out, you can go to www.brotherscomics, that's B-R-O-T-H-A-S, comics.com, and check that out. Uh, be sure to, wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be on SoundCloud or iTunes, I think I'm going to get us on Stitcher here soon. I just got to figure that out. It's another uh, podcasting app. But go ahead and subscribe, like, um, leave a comment, something like that. We definitely uh, appreciate any feedback that we get uh, about our um, our comic book reminiscing. Um, so just join us here. It might be a week, maybe two weeks. I'm not sure how quick we'll get to Civil War, but we're going to get to it uh, soon. And I'd like to kind of do the issues kind of leading up to the movie. But there's only actually six issues of the limited series, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a bunch of side series. Um, yeah. That, you know, and so dance around it. And, and it's, a, it's 10 years old, so there's like there's like three dialogue boxes per for books, so it's going to take about ten minutes to get through. Yeah. I, I read like five a, of them in twenty minutes. Yeah, it must be a <laughs> panel by panel discussion of Civil War, the original. Uh, <laughs> put OG Civil War on there. We're gonna uh, as a hashtag. We're gonna wind up drawing a whole bunch of weird people to the podcast. <laughs> we guy ain't talking about Genesis Mountain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah, some absolute weirdos in the podcast in the chat so uh yeah 
So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll hit you guys up and let you know when we're getting started with that. But thank you all for uh, hanging with us. We've enjoyed this. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, we'll keep the ball rolling. Uh, looking ahead for Brothers Comics, the uh, tomorrow I am interviewing um, – Gosh, I want to get his name right before I mess it up. Hold on. I'm going to do this interview tomorrow with his name is, hold on, uh, uh, James Patterson. Uh, not that James Patterson, the author. Um, his name, he's actually the, uh, if you've seen the Spider-Man, uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man fan film that's been going around on the Internet, um, it's about a nine-minute fan-made film. He actually plays uh, Miles Morales' father in that fan film. And uh, he knows somebody that we know, and I was able to get in contact with him. So I'm going to interview him actually tomorrow. And so that podcast will be up sometime this weekend. You know, somebody who has a, a history with comic books and was able to work on that fan film. I talked to him a little bit today. Um, he'll be a very good interview. So we got that coming up. Uh, we got the uh, regular Brothers Comics podcast, which would be what, podcast 27, Big Hush, or 28? 27. Yeah, 27, yeah. podcast 27 coming up. And just as a preview, and I'm going to leave this for Big Hutch, and I know uh, Sandman was on this a little bit on Facebook last night. One of our side topics, and you know what, it's good that you're there, uh, 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 Brother Beaver, so you can throw the white perspective in here for this for us. Uh, we're going to put it out there for um, – uh, uh, black card games. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I just, I, I, I'm aware of Tonks, but I don't have any idea how it's played. I assume that like white people just couldn't understand it and couldn't be taught how to play. Uh, uh, I think actually, I think black actually, card game for real. Yes, sir. And actually, I mm. think. Uh, I think y'all actually have the same games. They just are different names. Uh, yeah. Although there's no black version for bullshit, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. We just brotherized them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's Tonk and uh, uh, Franklin brought up Bid Whisk the other day. Bid Whisk uh, is, Whisk. yes, only, only bro has know what Bid yeah. Whisk is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a side topic. So that's part of Podcast 27. Uh, we have the X-Men animated series live tweet uh, Saturday morning at 10. Uh, we're in season two for that, and then on Sunday the uh, Battlestar Galactica live tweet at six o'clock. Uh, that's OG Battlestar Galactica uh, BSG seventy eight, and we do not mess with the new Battlestar. So anyway, I am going to sign off as the producer. Go ahead and sign off, brother Beavis. All right, I'll see you muties next week. All right, all right, my <laughs> All right, my Yeah, uh, go ahead and sign off, Sammy. All right, y'all enjoyed it as always. We will see you next time. All right, and thank you, Big Hutch, for finally. I don't know how you made it on, man, but whatever. Thanks for making it. I don't it know if you can on. talk about phone issues anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, duly noted. Excelsior. Yeah. All right. All right, I'll see y'all mutants later. Peace. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.